Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 6.30 in the morning London time on Tuesday the 15th of August. Today we get a significant data point. US retail sales. The hedonism of the US consumer is a keystone of the global economy because US consumers spend money around the world. They may not realise that they're doing so, but the complexities of global trade mean that that is what is happening. Retail sales are a value figure which do not adjust for price changes. However, there are some issues with retail sales as an indicator for US consumer hedonism. First, there has been a shift back to spending on services. And aside from restaurant spending, that's not generally included in the data today. Some of this is simply a rebalancing. Sales of durable goods in 2021 and 2022 were cannibalising demand for durable goods in 2023, for instance. But there may also be something structural happening here too. There is evidence that people who work flexibly are more inclined to spend money on services like leisure travel. There is a lifestyle change, therefore, that may be involved. Perhaps more importantly, as we approach an election year, is the fact that the headline figure for retail sales hides considerable divergence. Lower income households have less ability to spend, and the headline figure will not reflect that, as retail sales is a plutocratic statistic. Middle-income families have more spending firepower, but that's not evenly distributed. Will high inflation in places like Florida push up the value of retail sales, or alternatively divert money away from spending in stores and towards funding the exceptionally high inflation of things like utilities in Florida? Details do matter. In China, the consequences of global demand favouring services has been evident for some time, with production data tending to disappoint. China's industrial production numbers for 2023 have been worse than expected for every month of the year except June, and the July data disappointed again. Of course, this is not all about international demand. Most industrial production in China is for China's domestic economy. However, the July domestic retail sales data also disappointed expectations. Again, every data point for this year, bar one, has been a disappointment. There was more resilience in service sector demand. The pattern of advanced economies is being replicated in China. After a weekend of masterful inactivity, there has been a response from China's policy makers. First, there has been an announcement that youth unemployment data last seen between 20 and 21%, will no longer be published. China has reduced the number of statistics it publishes significantly in recent years, but the impression of simply not reporting negative news is somewhat troubling. Second, the People's Bank of China reduced the interest rate on the medium-term lending facility by 15 basis points, taking it to 2.5%. The effectiveness of this depends on whether people believe the current disappointments in economic data are due to a shortage of credit. Some of the disappointment appears to be about excessive optimism about China's post-lockdown recovery, which is just being corrected. 
lowering China's interest rate is not going to stimulate US consumers to buy more washing machines made in China either. If China's economy is to be stimulated, it requires domestic consumers to spend more money. It's doubtful whether this policy rate cut will accomplish much in that direction. Japan produced a stronger-than-expected second-quarter GDP print, which seems like grounds for optimism. However, domestic demand was weak, and the main reason that Japan was producing such surprising strength in GDP is that the import numbers were weak. In other words, Japan's relative unwillingness to consume flattered the GDP numbers. Again, in the detail, service sector spending was more resilient. Ahead, the United Kingdom will be providing labour market data. Once again, economists will shout that average earnings are not wages and, at the moment, are likely to look nothing like wages. Once again, the media will ignore economic realities and basic mathematics and pretend that average earnings are wages. Germany, and also Europe, will be getting the ZEW Business Sentiment Opinion Poll, which is only rescued from the general condemnation given to other surveys by the fact that it surveys economists, but even there, bias is likely to creep in. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.